Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry and I talk all about Wednesday night. First, we get into NXT, that main event between Thatcher and Riddle, and the commentary of Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix, and we get into AEW as well. And speaking of AEW, we talk to the leader of the Dark Order, someone who's going after that AEW championship on May 23rd. That's right, Brody Lee joins us here on Busted Open, plus great reaction about Brody Lee his world in the WWE, and now in AEW. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. So you decided during a pandemic when... To do a cleanse. Yeah, to do to do a cleanse. Well, God bless you, Mark. Bless so your heart. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> No, actually, you know what? That's that's thinking to yourself, being healthy. Uh, good for you, man. When so what? Tomorrow you get to eat. Tomorrow, man. After the show tomorrow, I'm gonna go eat barbecue. Oh, good for you. Yeah, so this, I'm gonna do so, it. So today I'm, and tomorrow might be back, tough. I'm gonna gain back the ten pounds that I lost. I lost ten pounds in like three days. So I love your thought process here, Mark. You decided <laughs> to go, back, baby. I, 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 you decided to do a cleanse, torture yourself when you're working with me today and tomorrow, and then tomorrow night when it's all said and done, and you finish doing the shows with Dave. That's when you're going to eat and then be in a good mood for the Saturday show with Ryan McKinnell. I am in a good mood now. I'm uh, in a good mood. How can you be I'm, my, my head just sugar, hurts. caffeine or food? You've been eating you, you've been eating air for the last four days. Bro, yesterday I added uh nuts and I had cashews and almonds. Okay. And it was like eating a T-bone steak because I haven't chewed in, in three days. <laughs> I was like, mm, oh, this is so good. Oh, <laughs> oh. it was delicious, man. And then, and no salt. They they oh. were raw. It wasn't like they were cooked. You know, like you know, you 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 buy it in a package. It's got sugar on it, salt. Oh, I miss sugar. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll <laughs> get it. You'll sugar so much, Dave. Mark, it's gonna be my job to get you through it. 
you know, today and tomorrow. I'm not going to I'm not going to eat on the air. Unlike your good friend, Booker T, when we did the WrestleMania watch along party for FS1, where Booker T, knowing that you were going through what you were going through, decided to eat his dinner while doing the watch along party. Oh, my God. What a piece of work that dude is, man. And 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 not it was even worse is it was something that I liked too, he, chicken wings. Oh, why would he do that? Why? And I, you know, I love the flats. You know, the the, the little wing piece. Mm-hmm. And and that's what he he just kept eating them right on the edge, like. And he he was smacking too. He was, <laughs> Mark. This is look at. Oh man, this is awesome. I was like, yeah. Can't wait till this pandemic is open and they open up the Fox Studios so I can fly back to Los Angeles and super kick him right in the chops. Nice. Good for you, Mark. And you he would deserve so it get after my leg doing that. High. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. Don't worry. You're the world's <laughs> maybe, maybe that was the wrong choice of words. Maybe there's something else I could do other than a super kick. Maybe just just punch him in the teeth. That that's that's better. <laughs> That make you feel better, Mark? I feel much better just saying it. Uh, good, 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 good. I feel good today too, as I always do on a Thursday morning, Mark. Because once again on Wednesday night we got two really strong shows from both AEW and NXT, and um, you know it it is the best night in wrestling when you look at the shows always delivering time after time. I don't think there's ever a bad. AEW show or a bad NXT show. We could go back and forth about which shows we prefer, but you know, consistently each and every week, AEW and NXT deliver. Man, Wednesday night is yeah, I guess you're right, Dave. It's the best night in wrestling. Um for the simple fact that you have variety, one. And two, you're getting the sizzle and you're getting the steak. Yep. And this week, um, I would say that watching raw, watching, uh, WWE programming NXT was the steak and watching Cody and watching, uh, Matt Hardy and, and Kenny Omega was the sizzle and watching Jake Roberts come down and, and do his thing was the sizzle. It had more sizzle. And, you you know, you had MJF around the ring being him, and it added a lot to it. And uh, I just think that they both are – they counterbalance each other. You get the balance of both. And I think that there's, there's a lot of times uh, the matches kind of fall short, but the sizzle is good. Not yesterday. Yesterday, you had the steak and the sizzle with both shows. Yeah, and Bully says it a lot when it comes to NXT. It's really, like you said, it's the meat. And, you know, as a pure wrestling show, for what they're able to do inside the ropes, it's hard to get any better than NXT when it comes to a pure wrestling show and the matches that you see 
for two hours on USA. And then with AEW, Mark, I agree with you 100%. You get that sizzle because with the star power, the entertainment, the production, you know, even now with the venue that they're using, they're able to have the pyro and everything pyro, else. And, yeah. Yeah. And then have even having some audience, you know, in the stands. Obviously, it's not what we're used to, but it's a little bit. You do have that sizzle. Man, but when you look at both shows, and we're going to dive into both shows because there was a lot to like about both shows. I want to get into NXT first, Mark, if you don't mind. Come on, because, man. Come on, bring it. Because I want to give kudos to a Hall of Famer. And this Hall of Famer is not brought up a lot on Thursdays when we talk about Wednesday nights. And we talk a lot about, you know, Hall of Famers and future Hall of Famers on Thursday mornings. But one that, we, that doesn't get enough attention and I want to give this Hall of Famer the attention, and that is Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix on commentary last night killed it. And it's very hard to upstage Best job Morrow. she ever did. I, I truly believe that. And, and, Mark, it's very hard to upstage somebody like Mauro Ranallo. I mean, the guy is fantastic. You know, he's got that voice. He's got the one-liners. But Beth Phoenix was able to do that last night especially in the main event on NXT, the way she described... Man, she was Gordon Soli-esque, the way she described yeah. the, the yeah. action in that ring last night. I give so much kudos to WWE Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix. Beth, she shines so bright, man, that it almost, at times, she was the match. You, you hear her voice describing uh, an ankle pick and, and, and a toehold and... She 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 talked about wrestling like a true professional and somebody that knows it on the inside and out. And uh, I love the fact that there was a lot more physicality on NXT last night than there has been in weeks prior. It was really good to see. I thought Matt Riddle and um, Thatcher were... Probably about as good a match as I've seen all year through the entire pandemic. I mean, you could argue it, but match, like just sitting there, there was at one point in that match, they chain wrestled for five minutes, almost five minutes. And for those that are not familiar with, with chain wrestling, chain wrestling is trying to get a hold on somebody but they reverse it and counter it. They did that for almost five minutes solid, and it is very difficult to do. Your ass better be in really good condition to chain wrestle for five minutes and make it all make sense. Make one thing lead to another. And and, and there was a, there, oh my God, Matt Riddle threw a leg kick at Timothy, Timothy Thatcher one time that, I went, oh shoot! In my house, I came out. I came off my couch, I was screaming. I could not believe it, and and that was it. Reminded me of uh, Bob Backlund. You know, it it reminded me of some of the matches that I've seen Kurt Angle have with Eddie Guerrero. Like it was. It was that, guys. I mean, if you if you didn't watch the show, please watch back, and you'll see what I mean. Like, it was impressive. 
Yeah, and you bring up like a Bob Backlund, like a, you know, if for for the old school AWA fans, like a Brad Reagans, like you're a historian, Mark, when it comes to pro wrestling. You know, like a Luthez, somebody that I know you're yeah. very, very close to, like a Dory Funk. Like, you know, that's what it, that match reminded me of in, in 2020 because you need every element for that to work because, you know, a lot of times when you used to see those matches, you know, if it was in front of fans, they they would they would chant boring because they, they, they don't like to see the chain wrestling. They don't see like to watch the Mac Classics. This is one of those matches that I'm glad there wasn't an audience watching it in the venue. I'm glad that it was like an old school just for the TV cameras. Because to me, I just love the old school wrestling that I saw with that I saw with, you know, with the amateur wrestling, with the MMA. You know, it kind of was like a hybrid type of a match. And you yeah. couple that with the commentary from Beth Phoenix, the facial expressions that Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle used. Like, it takes all those elements to make a classic. And I'm Perfect. with you, Mark. I think that was the best match that I've seen so far this year. And, and Beth Phoenix, at one point, Beth started to describe the attack that, Matt Riddle was making and how Timothy Thatcher countered. That's something that we, you, that's very Gordon Soley esque. Yeah. You know, you hear Jim Ross, yep. you know, talk about the attack and, oh, that was the counter. And, you know, not many guys have been able to get away from that. And Beth did that so eloquently last night that it just rolled off. And I'm like, well, did, did Beth drink some coffee and get fired up? And she was, she outshined Morrow. She really did. And, you know, that's a, been a, that's a lost start in pro wrestling is commentary. And on Wednesday nights, you're getting it because you're getting it with Morrow and Beth Phoenix. And then on the flip side with AEW, you know, Excalibur has done a good job. But you have two of the best voices ever with Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. Jim Ross, man, that guy's got a lot of gas in the tank. He had, uh, you know... We were talking a few weeks ago how good Jericho was on commentary, and he was. Jim Ross has been right back on it. He, he stepped up to the challenge, and I think last week and last night, I thought he did a tremendous job, as he is. He's a Hall of Famer. He's, to me, the greatest of all time, and he showed that last night. So when you look at the two shows, commentary being a lost star, it wasn't lost last night on both NXT and AEW. Yeah, um, I, I I think that Jim Ross is one of those men that he keeps the train on track. Like, even when the commentary is, you know, kind of stagnant and you're, you know, basically just telling everybody what they're seeing and not giving insight to what you're seeing, Jim Ross does both really, really well. And he actually coats the other guys into giving them things to talk about. Like, what do you think? And and he goes into it and explains, tell me what you saw right there. Like, he does stuff that Gordon Soley did. And he always, Jim always says that Gordon Soley was the best and that he just took what Gordon Soley taught him and went, went and tried to make it his better. Um, I, I, I still think that Jim Ross has supplanted, succeeded uh, yep. Gordon Soley as the best announcer that ever did it. And um, last night, it was really good to see Jim Ross do his thing and be back 
uh, in the groove and um, you you flip to the other show and there was no difference in 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 the ability to get that message across and Beth and Morrow did just as good a job on on NXT. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. Can you believe it? In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, Anfield has erupted, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching More Than a Game. All right, I want to get into somebody who got went right to the point. Jake Roberts last night on AEW, Mark, talking about Brandy Rhodes. And I want to get your take on this because, you know, Bullies talked about it where, hey, the fear here is that Jake Roberts might be overshadowing Lance Archer. Lance Archer is a beast. I love Lance Archer. And what is your take on that? Because I actually think they work really, really well together. What do you think? No, I don't think that that Jake is overshadowing uh, Lance Archer. Uh, there's been many man- managers that you know. I remember Bobby Heenan with Andre. Um, he didn't. He he was the most vocal. He brought up a bunch of valid points, but he never overshadowed Andre. And then you have Paul Heyman, who Paul Heyman. We we consider Paul to be one of the top managers of all time. And he's been the mouthpiece and the spokesman. But every now and then, you'll see a Brock Lesnar go, Paul, now is not the time for comedy. Say what I told you to say. And then you see who the boss is. At some point, Archer's going to turn to Jake and say, listen, you're here because I want you here. I need to focus on my business. You just say what I said, you know, and, and that's that's easily done. Like, that, that there won't be an overshadowing. Uh, if I see it, I know they see it, and it'll get, it'll get corrected. Now you have uh, Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes going up for that TNT championship. You know, the finals of that tournament's going to be on May 23rd for Double or Nothing, a match that I am – Really looking forward to because Cody Rhodes is just amazing in the ring. And I think he's just a a wonderful ambassador for AEW, though he's banned me. And I really do like Lance Archer. We've had Lance Archer on this show many times, Mark. And, you know, you talk about somebody who's hungry. That's how you would best describe uh, Lance Archer. And then you add the elements of Brandy Rhodes, Cody's wife, and being disrespected like like she has been by Jake the Snake Roberts. This is not only a great matchup on May 23rd, but this is a great story going into May 23rd. This is, Dave, this is Rocky Three. This yep. is Rocky Three. Lance Archer is Club Elaine. Cody is Rocky. Adrian, listen, when you, when you have a man call out another guy's wife, like that, I mean, you, you're... Yeah, it's it's beyond the pleasantries at that point. And you, you Brandy is is a beautiful woman and for Jake to say some of the things that he said about his wife and uh, and and not only that but she's his boss. 
to be able to say the things that he said is beyond repair. It's beyond talking about it. The only thing you could do is throw hands. And I think that at some point, Jake is going to get the shit knocked out of him. Cody's going to put his, put his foot in his face. So Jake should be really cautious about how close uh, he gets to Cody and definitely how close he gets to Brandy. Because after last week, uh, I don't know if uh, – ooh. I don't know if uh, Cody is going to be able to recover if if, uh, if Lance puts it on him and gets to his wife. That's that's hard to come back from. But this is why Lance Archer has the advantage in this match. Because Cody, I mean, you think about it, his mind is probably not on Lance Archer right now. His mind is on Jake Roberts, as, as it should be. Keep, yeah, Jake, keeping him away from his wife. Yep, and, you know, Lance Archer, all Lance Archer is thinking about, he's not thinking about Brandy Rhodes. All Lance Archer is thinking about is winning that match against Cody and winning that championship title. That's the only thing that's on Lance Archer's mind. So that distraction, I mean, this is why it's a mind game win for Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. This is why you need a Jake Roberts by your side. And this is why, Mark, this is why Lance Archer is going to win that match on May oh, 23rd. Dave, no, no. We can't have that. No, Lance Archer's winning this match at double or nothing. There's no, there is no doubt in my mind that Lance Archer is winning this match at double or nothing. Well, Cody can't have a title anyway, so um, he's been eliminated from that equation, if I'm correct. No, this is the, uh, this is the finals for that TNT championship. So, so well, well, well. Uh, I don't know, Dave. I might have to disagree with you on this one. I, I think that this is—it's not going to hurt Lance Archer if he did lose. Is it, it won't hurt him. He's been on a tear where now he'll be fighting from behind. He'll be fighting from the bottom. But man, just think of what would happen if Cody's down. And he's one, two, three, and Lance Archer wins. And now him and Jake are circling like vultures to Brandy. And say he grabs her and kisses her or something. Uh, I mean, it's just, I, I, I just don't even want to think about it. Oh, I think that that would that would be that would be worse than the loss. I, I think to put I, Brandy in a position where. Uh, she's vulnerable and Cody's down. That that man. It's wow. gonna be a dark day for Cody Rhodes on May twenty third. Uh, Let's go out to Stephen in Nebraska who wants to talk about that TNT championship. What's going on, Stephen? Hi, I I was gonna ask you the, the question you, you just answered. I was gonna ask you, like who who do you have in the uh, Cody and uh, Lance Archer match on, on who you think will be the stronger <laughs> first uh, TNT champion? No, and, and, and I was, go no, go ahead quickly. And I was, the other thing I was asking you was if you could do a show on the road, would you r rather do a show at a a a a AEW pay per view or a WWE pay per view? You know what? Why choose a live Thank show? You for the phone call, Stephen. Yeah, live show. We'll do them at both. Yeah, do why why <laughs> limit yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not a. Uh, 
when you're in the media, you got to cover all the games. You can't just pick and choose your favorite team. And we have done we have done shows, Mark. You know, at you know, Starcast. We have done shows. You know, so around double SummerSlam, SummerSlam. Like this time last year, we were in Vegas. Yeah, we were in Vegas for double or nothing. So you know, we've done WrestleManias. To me, it's like it's all great. I just want to be able to do it again, Mark. Right now, we can't. There are no yeah. live shows. I I just want, you know. I mean, we were approaching, you know, our 11th anniversary show around WrestleMania 36, and that obviously was canceled. But I just want the day where we could do shows in front of anybody again. That's what I'm looking forward to. Dave, you know who that was? That was Joe. That was Joe. Remember we talked about Joe? Joe is the the fan that makes you pick and choose, makes you pick – well, we got to have one. No, no, Joe, we don't have to have one. We don't have to pick one, Joe. We could watch, we could do our live show at AEW and we could do it at NXT. We could do it at Raw. We could do it at SmackDown, Power. We could do whatever we want. We don't have to pick one. We don't have to pick. We choose. There's a difference. Yep. And and I, I love pro wrestling in a way that, you know, maybe I shouldn't love wrestling as much as I do. <laughs> it's taking, I'm retired. It's taking a lot of time away from my family, but I love it. I still watch 13 hours of wrestling a week. And it's because I love it. And it's because I choose to. I don't choose to pick one. That's what homers do. You want to be a homer? You want to be a Joe? Then you pick one. Oh, don't be a Joe. He's Rick Kamler. Come on, man. He's Antonio Daniels. Cam, you got to give me more. Together, they host Give and Go. You've lost six games in a row. You just had a terrible ending of regulation. I'm rolling the dice. A player's worst enemy is himself. Of course he's going to want to play because he's a competitor. You don't get to that level without competing. But just because you want to be on the floor at all times, that does not mean that's what's best for you at that time. Give and Go. Weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Sirius 207 XM 86. Mark, let me bring in our guest right now, the self-proclaimed AEW world champion, Mr. Brody Lee. Sir, how are my, you today? My goodness. That clip is music to my ears. And what, a, what an introduction. Thank you so much. Well, I, wow. you know what? That's how you want, you know, you're the guest. That's how you want to be introduced. That's of course how I'm going to introduce you. And it's great to talk to you because the last time we spoke to you was definitely under different circumstances now being a part of AEW being on AEW dynamite each and every Wednesday on TNT. Uh, you know, how are you feeling being a, a member of the roster of AEW right now? Uh, I, I feel wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderful place to work. And last night was one of my uh, first bigger matches in probably seven or eight months. So it felt good to get in there and put some time in and then to uh, win the way I like to win. You know what? I, I, I love the storytelling. I, I love the fact that you, you, you do things and you take it away. And I was telling Dave that I love working with Matt Hardy because Matt Hardy is a layer guy. And you're a layer guy, too. I love the way that you take things away and you add things. And um, it, was good to wor- it was good to see you work in a singles capacity. 
But it was also good to see you being able to call some shots. I see you out there calling <laughs> shots. <laughs> I love uh, to play calling. It, uh, I can't tell you how good it feels to do that. And uh, as you know, uh, maybe not in my past, I've been able to do that as much as I preferred. And now the opportunity has arisen where I can do pretty much whatever I want. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's the reason I, uh, took physical possession of that world title because why not? If, you, if I'm going to lay down a challenge to somebody and I'm not sure they're going to accept it, if I take that world title from you, you, you have to now accept it. Yeah. So I don't care about rankings. I don't care about any of that. Like if I come in and I punch you in the face and then take something from you, you're going to want it back. That's a reason for you to come get it now. Or so you're not a man. Are you not a man? You're exactly. questioning we both people's know manhood. That, that John Moxley is a man. We both know that John Moxley is a man. I respect him. Deeply. And so I knew as soon as I wronged him, he was going to come get it. And and now he disrespected me last night by saying that he's going to try to end my career early before it starts. So now you've, I, I didn't make it personal. This was all business to me. Look, I, I want, I needed the opportunity. That's why I came to AEW. I created one for myself, but now you, you've extended, you extended to, to threaten my career. So now you've made it personal. So now you must pay. I, and I'm, when he said that, I thought that, he, it was a slight too when he said, "Like you before you start, your career started already." Right, right. right. But I mean, all, all fair play to him. I understand what he's, he's probably very angry with me right now, which is which is perfectly fine. Well, that was the whole point of everything. I'm playing with you. So, mm. I mean, word, the words the words have consequences. The same thing with Chris Daniels when he says, <laughs> "I don't believe in the exalted one." So words have consequences, my friends. So I teach my kids. Words have consequences. So when you say them, now you need to be dealt with. Wow. I, I tell you what, there's a lot of people. Dave and I talked about this before the show. There are some people that don't respond to rationality. They don't respond to conversation. They only can take an ass whooping to be able to understand that what you said is what you meant. Correct. And I, I can go either way with it. I could talk to you or I could punch you in the face. Like It doesn't matter to me. That's what I'm in the business for. Wow. I mean, when I look at you, what you're doing right now in AEW and, you know, for a long time in the WWE, I always said about how, man, you know, I, I saw you, you know, with Evolve and I said, this guy's a main event wrestler. And, you know, you never really got the opportunity I felt you deserved. Here you are in AEW and you're in the main event on AEW Dynamite last night. But on May 23rd at Double or Nothing, you're going to be in a main event match you know, for that AEW championship. It's got to feel good because, you know, you're new to AEW, but yet not only are you getting the opportunities, but you're probably getting the opportunities you felt you deserved all along. Absolutely. And that's, that's the main reason why I didn't want to be in WWE anymore. It's because I knew those opportunities weren't coming. No matter how hard I scratched and clawed, no matter what I proved, they weren't coming. I wasn't one of the chosen ones. So now here I am. I'm creating it myself, but now it's, it's like, I, I know I'm great at professional wrestling. I know I deserve these spots. So now I have to show up and prove that to other people. So now there's a, a certain pressure on me because there's nobody to blame anymore. So now here I am in these spots. I'm in the main event last night. I'm in the main event next Saturday. And, and the pressure is there because now I have to prove it, but I know deep down that I can prove it. I know deep down that I belong there. And it, it's a wonderful, very freeing feeling 
to uh, to be in that spot. And to do it with John Moxley is is even better because we've done it in Evolve, we've done it in CZW, we've done it in WWE, and now we're going to do it in AEW. So it spanned about, I believe, nine years or ten years. I think ten years we've wrestled uh, multiple times around the world. So this is a very cool opportunity to have. And uh, like I said, I'm going to make him earn it because I have something to prove deep down not only to myself, not only to my family, but to a lot, a lot of people out there that don't believe. There, there's a lot of ways to lead. And uh, being that you are a benevolent leader, uh, but you also have a really stern hand, and you, you've been seen telling your people, look, that's not my way. You're going to do it my way. You're going to, like, where, where does that come from? Well, that's the thing. So since I've, I've come into AEW, I'm undefeated. Uh, Preston Vance, number 10, he's undefeated. Uh, Uno and Stu Grayson, they're undefeated. So to me, the results speak for themselves. So, I mean, everyone has their idea on what leadership is. But if I'm getting results of, of all these undefeated streaks happening and us all being in position to move up the rankings, and now I'm in the main event of a pay-per-view, I think the results speak for themselves there. Yeah, and I think you are showing that because there was a time that I was a little nervous about the future in pro wrestling for you. And listen, you did a phenomenal job, Mark. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Mohawk, you know, that Brody was in, which I thought was really scary and 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 at times uncomfortable to watch because it was so in your face. But, you know, you did such a good job. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Still available on Netflix, just so you know. Well, they, there you go. Little it's on flex. Netflix. They, but you know, like you were so good in that, and I saw that you had a passion and love for it, and I was like, oh my gosh, is this guy going to kind of change roles, or is this guy going to branch out and and do something completely different? Was there a time that you thought, hey, maybe maybe it's time for me to to move on from pro wrestling? Man, as you as you get up there, and then the career goes on, and the injuries kind of mount up here. Like, so when I did that movie, I was coming back from a knee injury. And uh, it was just an opportunity that arose, and I, I scooped it up, and it was close to my house, and it was a uh, low-budget film, but the people that did it were wonderful, and it, it gave me a creative outlet at a time when that didn't exist for me. So, yeah, I think I, I was just looking for that outlet at any point. And so then, I, but, like, of course, deep down, professional wrestling is my first love. Um, I always say that it's like a very, you know, it's just a cruel beautiful world that professional wrestling is because as much as it takes away, it gives you much more. So I I don't think I would ever be fully out of professional wrestling because I I literally truly deeply love it. And um, like I said, I just needed that creative outlet. And that was again, why the reason why I came to AEW. Love it. And when you look at AEW right now, and obviously you've come and you kind of debuted at a time where, you know, you didn't have the crazy audience that you usually see for AEW wrestling. I mean, you know, you debuted in, you know, in an empty venue and how difficult was that for you? Because, you know, one thing that we talk a lot about on busted open where AEW has an advantage is, is their fan base, you know, you know, 8,000, 10,000 rabid fans. And then now here you are, you know, just wrestling in front of the roster. How difficult was that for you? Man. So, (laughs) 
March 18th was was my debut, and we I am from Rochester, New York, and the AEW show on March 18th was slated to be in Rochester, New York. So on the 11th, I was at the gym while the show was happening, and I watched everything kind of go down. The NBA canceled the season, and I, so I was one week away from debuting in my hometown in front of an AEW crowd. So it, it was it was soul crushing for a minute. But at the same time, Tony Khan called me. He said, look, if you don't want to debut now, we will wait. You don't have to do anything. You know, we'll wait. In my head, I've been waiting for eight months now. I'm like a, I'm like a caged animal here. I need to get out. So there was no hesitation at all for me to jump on the opportunity to do it in front of a, a closed set and, and to jump in front of it. But I yearn for that AEW crowd. We, we're, we all do. We all want it back. And we also understand that we're performing for a television audience at the same time and, and an internet audience. So we, we understand that the live crowd is not the only crowd that we're, we're in front of. Mm-hmm. So it, the other part of it is I'm, I'm uh, in front of my peers too, which to get the respect of them is a huge deal to me. So there's a lot of layers to that where of course I want that back. And I look so forward to being in front of AEW fans, but at the same time, like it's a really cool environment, surreal to a, to a point. And the first one maybe was a little awkward to me, but as it's gone on, I've gotten way more comfortable in front in the set. Here with Brody Lee, you can see Brody Lee each and every Wednesday night on TNT, AEW Dynamite on 8 p.m. Eastern time. And again, his big match for the AEW Championship, even though it's in his possession, is May 23rd for Double or Nothing. That's going to be available on pay-per-view. And you're getting some of those matchups that you're familiar with. Like you mentioned, John Moxley. Last night, phenomenal mm-hmm. match on AEW with Christopher Daniels. Is there anybody that's on that AEW roster that you're really chomping at the bit to get into the ring with? I've, man, the list is so long. Um a guy like Kenny Omega, probably, you know, uh, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Cody Rhodes, and is, you know, now, like, the list is so it's so hard. Like, even um, the Proud and Powerful, Jericho, all those guys, Sammy Guevara, like, almost, it's crazy to say, like, I don't want to come off like, oh, you know, everybody, but, like, literally, almost everybody on the roster is a fun matchup to me. It's all fresh. It's all new. And it's it's just that very cool. But like a guy like Kenny Omega is probably at the top of the list to have that that crazy, you know, big time matchup. When you look at the Dark Order, and you're the leader of the Dark Order, and listen, we talked about it with with, with Cody here on the show. You know, you know those vignettes, couple of jabs. It seemed like at, at Vince McMahon. Was that on purpose? Was that something you enjoyed, or you know, is that kind of off the cuff? How would you describe those vignettes? I mean, look, you take it however you want. Um, I happen to be a fan of mafia movies, so that's the way the character was portrayed for me. Like I said, I believe that the leadership style, the results speak for themselves. So you people can take it any way you want. You know, that's, I mean, and trust me, I hear you. Like, I hear everybody. So, (laughs) but nothing was intentional. I'm not, there was, I have no reason to hate WWE, no reason to hate Vince McMahon, nothing like that. But, you know, you take it how you want. But you know what? I look at leadership. Leadership looks familiar in every form. Like when you're, you're in a boardroom, you're in a boardroom. When you're, when you're telling people from, like if HR was to call us right now and we walked in a boardroom, there's going to be somebody sitting at the head of the table. 
It's very familiar. It may not be the same industry. It may not be the same business. But I, I, I see everything being familiar. I'm a fan of, of mob movies uh, just as well. And there's always a hierarchy. And you seem but to if be you, if you walked into a right boardroom, there. Mark, if you walked into a boardroom and, and they, they spoke to you in a different way, like, and you realized how quickly these pe- the, the guy at the head of the table was not as strong as you or not as powerful as you, and you realized you knew more <clears> than him, you, you have the hand up. So my goal is to make sure that that doesn't happen. And I, I'm the guy in control. I'm the most powerful guy in the room. I speak the loudest. You listen to me and you do what I say. And like I Arts said, again, the consequences. results speak for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Words have consequences, my friend. And I love the fact that you said that, like you, you make me want to see somebody disagree with you because I know what the end result <laughs> is going to be. <laughs> Right. And that's, I've that's always been about like, physicality, and you are too. Um, right. Nobody pushed for you to be in a place where you're uh, welcomed, and and um, you know I've always you know had a good relationship with you, and I, I think that Absolutely. seeing you down the road is 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 where your greatest uh, accolades are going to be. I really appreciate that. And I know my son is looking forward to seeing you as well. So <laughs> tell <laughs> my man you. Brody that I miss him. <laughs> he can reach out to me anytime. Y'all got my number. He's the, he's the happiest one of the group that my name is now Brody Lee because now he calls himself Brody Lee Jr. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like I love that. It. That is I awesome. I'm I'm just glad to have you back wrestling. You know, yeah, like man. you know, so so many times. You know, you know, the, the only time I got to really kind of see you wrestle was on house shows. You know, not seeing you on TV for as a fan was rough. But you know, we I kind of called you the king of the house shows because you kind of shined right. and were the MVP for a lot of those shows. But now I'm just so happy to see you on TV, and not just on TV, Brody, but but main eventing. You know where you should be, and it, it's it's your rightful place. You deserve that. And that's the thing. People people wanted to tell me how upset I was. They love telling me, "Oh, you were so upset with WWE, and that you know they mistreated you." No, no, they no, they didn't. I wasn't upset. I just wanted to wrestle more. I'm a professional why, wrestler, and I wanted to wrestle want more? while I still had the opportunity. Yeah. I, I, you Everybody know, like, wants more. I'm not going to be able to do this forever. Right, and I'm not going to be able to do this forever, so I needed to do it while I still can. And I knew, I, and, and like I told you, I knew I was good at it. I knew I was great at it. So, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, and that, and you know what? I like that attitude because you know what, Mark, and we talk about it all the time. Sometimes you got to be fuck it. Like this is yeah. what I'm. Yeah. This was what I was born to do. When when you when you feel like not only that you can be successful at it, but you can be at the top. You got to have that kind of attitude. And Brody, I'm glad that you're showing that kind of attitude right now at AEW. And it's confidence. Yeah. It's confidence. You know yeah. how many times that I've been in the ring with guys that didn't have a, a certain level of confidence in their abilities. Now you Brody get in you the up. ring with a Brody Lee, and I don't have to tell him to bring it. I know he's going to. <laughs> I don't have to tell him, hey, hey man, um, this, this is a war. We need to give these people right. a war. I don't have to tell you that. And that's, and that's the thing. At the, at the end of the day, I was the one that had to look in the mirror at myself. So if I didn't take, if I didn't push to have this opportunity, I didn't say fuck it, and 
I'm the one when I'm 70 years old, I'm going to look in the mirror and regret something. And I wow. refuse to do that. Yeah. 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 And, and Mark, you know this cause we talk about it on the show as well. Like when I first saw him at, you know, Ace Arena in Union, New Jersey, like you knew you were watching somebody that was special and like, you know, you're, you're, you're at a show where there's like what, you know, 50 people in like, you know, in like a shithole Ace Arena in Union. You're like, this guy is going to be somebody. So when you see him on that stage and, you know, you're, you're, you're on the table, you're a chess piece and you're not used in the right way. That's frustrating in any, in any capacity. You know, you put your superstars in places to succeed. I feel that Brody has finally found the home where, you know, he's going to be used in a place where he can succeed. And that's got to be a special gift, Brody. It is. It really is. And and that's the thing, like, to happen at this time in my career, it is a very special gift for this opportunity to be there. And for anyone that, like, made AEW a thing, I'm I'm grateful forever because – it created an opportunity at this time in my career when it might not have been there. So, I mean, I was prepared to leave either way. Cause I, like I said, all I wanted to do was wrestle and now to be put back on a huge stage in front of a huge TV audience to really prove it to people. It's unbelievable. I think validation is a big deal. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever saw the, uh, the documentary that they did on me on, on the network. Uh, there was a time when I was doubted when people said, why are you calling yourself the world's strongest man? You don't even compete in world's strongest man. It's like, I knew the shit was true. <laughs> I just needed to go out and yep. perform. And that's exactly where you are. You knew you were good. Everybody, I, every, I'm telling you, I can call 50 wrestlers in my phone right now and say, hey, man, what do you think about Brody Lee? Oh, shit. Man, he also he, he like he the best. Like I, I want that's who I want to work with, and and then all of a sudden you don't get the shot. So when you succeed thing, at this point, it's gonna make it that confirmation. I told you I was good. Yep. What was you? What were you waiting on? You, I could tell. You know, I could have every coworker and everybody I've ever been in a ring with, a bunch of fans, my family. Tell me how good I am, but it didn't matter because I needed the chance to go out and prove it to somebody outside of the WWE walls. You know, Brody, I mentioned like the Acer, I mentioned like Ace Arena and Union, and I know that there's probably a lot of venues across the country that you wrestled like that. I mean, you know, when you're when you're in that atmosphere and you're wrestling in front of fifty people and you're just starting out, like is it the hunger that keeps you going? Is you know Explain that kind of mindset to me and our listeners. It was. In the beginning, it was the love of professional wrestling. It was just wanting to be there and do it. And then it was, now it's becoming a business. Now it's becoming a way to feed myself. But the way I looked at those smaller crowds in those arenas is they paid the same amount of money that someone in a crowd of 80000 paid. You know, the guy paid 30 bucks for a seat, the same as the guy paid 30 bucks for a seat in the big, the big house. Mm. So I got to give that guy the same amount of respect and give them the same performance Damn that I would right. in a big arena. And also like in a lot of those small arenas, like you said, Mark, it's guys that come in with something to prove with confidence. So when you come into a, a match, if I ran into a Moxie in an ace arena, you knew he's going to bring it. And so it was either come up to that level or get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I've seen some special stuff from from Moxley and Brody at Ace Arena. There's a lot of bloodshed yeah. in Ace Arena in Union, New Jersey, Marks. Very special place. They're still me. cleaning the floor up over yeah, there. Yeah, they still can't get the stains out. <laughs> can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. I, I miss you, man. I know what he's bringing. Well, you know, Brody, thank you so much for the time. Again, you could see him every single Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite on TNT. And then on the 23rd, available on pay-per-view, double or nothing, Brody Lee, even though it's in his possession, he's going to be the rightful world champion of AEW when he defeats John Moxley on the 23rd on pay-per-view. Brody Lee, so glad to be talking to you now as a member of AEW. So glad to see you where you rightfully be, rightfully belong in the main event. Thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for having me. And trust me, you people get your money's worth on the 23rd because, like I said, I got something to prove. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Speaking of geniuses, great catching up with Brody Lee. Love talking to him. Very different interview than the last time we had him on. You can tell he's very happy being with AEW. Yeah, I mean, you get a chance to validate what you know is true, what everybody else thinks is true. And you heard what he said. Like, it doesn't matter how great his wife tells him, his kids tell him, all the guys that he's wrestled tells him. If if people don't see it, it's not true. Now people are getting to see him work, and he is entertaining. He's in the main event, and look who he's in the main event over. Jericho, Cody, Kenny Omega. Yeah. And on and on and on. He's the guy. He's the story. So, I mean, it's good to see him get his just due. And I, I, don't, I don't think that there's any uh, doubt that in the next two, three years, uh, when you look at the uh, power rankings for uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and, and all of the, the top 100 lists, that Brody will be at the top 10 in, on those lists. It's not a, it's, there's no shadow of a doubt. He's that type of talent. Uh, he's getting his opportunity, and he's going to make the most of it because there's a, pot, there's a chance that he, he said that I, I can't do this forever. Like, we're, we're, he's not a child. He's not a newcomer. He's a veteran that's actually getting his shot late. So let's let's hope that he has 10 years in him. But if he has five, it needs to be at the top. He needs to reign like he is the king of the world. And I think that uh, the character that he is uh, is just that. Like it could be uh, something that we all talk about and look at as, man, this, this, this last five-year run 
uh, puts him up there. And that's what he wants. I know he does. Yeah, and he did, and like you said during the interview, Mark, and you said this word a few times during the interview. You said deserved. Like you said that a few times because he does deserve it. Like, you know, I, I mentioned watching Brody Lee on the indie scene, and I knew he was something special, just the character. I mean, his character um, on the indie scene was very much like what he was when he was a part of the Wyatt family. You know, he just looked like that kind of Max Katie, like Cape Fear type of thing where it's like, wow, this is – this guy is definitely unique, and he had a skill set in the ring, and he moved quick for a big man too, Mark. And I was yeah. like, wow, this guy, this guy. You know, I watched him. I was like, this guy is going to be a main eventer with the WWE. And I was not surprised when he got signed by the WWE. And then he was a part of the Wyatt family where, like I said, he had a very similar character to what he had on the indie scene. And I actually thought when you looked at the Wyatt family and you looked at you know, you looked at Bray Wyatt, who I really, really like, and you look at Rowan. I said, you know what? The one guy that I think is going to be the breakout superstar of all of them was going to be Luke Harper. And it just never materialized. Like he yeah. mentioned, he had the injury. And then, you know what? By not being used, and really the only time you did see him was on house shows. And this is a guy that I really thought could be a main eventer. And then they teamed it with Rowan, and 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 I thought they did some good things as a tag team, but they never really got that push that I thought they that they that you know especially him deserved. And now Dave, he's with I, AEW. Go ahead, Dave. I, I had a match with him uh, a few years ago during the Wyatt time, mm -hmm. and you, you go out with this with a lot of things in mind. Uh, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do this, we'll do that. We got out there, and the crowd, they they weren't into it. Like, I guess they, um, they were in it for me, but they weren't in it for him. And I had to call Audible. I said, man, just slap shit out of me, man. And he slapped, I mean, I, I, I could, you know, you taste your own blood, it, 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 it'll wake you up. And then I slapped him back. And then he slapped me. And I slapped him. We slapped each other about five times. Wow. And the crowd, every time, it got louder and louder. And then we started wrestling. And we had him. Everybody can't do that. He's one of those guys. He's able to do things that most wrestlers can't because they can't call it on the fly. You put people like me and you put people like Brody in the ring with other people to get them over. He is a worker, but he's also elite. And sometimes, in his case, he was, he was a poster child. For He was such a good worker that it was almost more valuable to have him get people over than to get over himself. I hate it, but it's a part of the business. And he's got, he had to go somewhere else. How many times you seen uh, a, a CEO of a company leave that company and go to another company and become the owner? 
become the boss. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to leave to go get your flowers. You're not in a place where everything is going to be shits and giggles. It's not, it's not always that way. And I think that Brody is one of those guys that got to the WWE and we use this term in, he he was a good hand. He was a better hand than he was somebody that was looked at as being a Jericho, as being a rock, as being a, a Dean Ambrose or a, a Kenny Omega. Like you, you, you gotta have, you gotta have those guys, but you also gotta have guys to build them, to make them mean something. And he just got caught up, man. He got caught up, and now um, he's over there. All of the, all of the traffic is going to run through him, and I, I'm 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 happy for him that he's getting an opportunity to do it because. A lot of guys, when you get to that status, you never get a shot at being the guy again. And he, he's got a second life. You know, Mark, what you said is so profound. And, you know, I, I love what you just said because it, it, it couldn't be truer. Because you sometimes have to go and take a chance on yourself and go someplace else in order to get that praise. Like you said, to get those flowers. I remember having a discussion with Emmett Smith once. And, you know, we're both big Dallas Cowboy fans. And Emmett Smith's, uh, you know, the leading rusher in NFL history. And I remember having a conversation with him. And, you know, I asked him, I said, what happened if you got drafted by the Jets? And he said, you wouldn't be talking about Emmett Smith right now. That's the difference, Mark, between being the leading rusher of all time and being just another guy. Right. I mean, that that could happen. Even Jesus Christ had to leave home to make it. They belittled him in Nazareth. He had to leave to go to become who he became. What makes us any different? Sometimes you got to leave home. I could not be the world's strongest man in Silsby. Silsby raised the strongest man. But I had to come to Austin and get with Dr. Todd and his wife, Jan, to realize my potential, to know the more history. I have people in my own family. They say, man, why are you? Why did you stop playing football? You're, that's so stupid. There's no professional lifting. Did they know? No, they didn't. Sometimes you got to leave. And I think that this was a good move for him. I think that he it, it has been so far a success. Yes. But I think that the biggest success is in the future. There's a lot there's a lot of meat on that bone. Man, he's he's really good, man. And I think now that he's got a chip on his shoulder too because you want to validate yourself and say this is y'all y'all dropped the ball with me. You you want to you that you want to be able to say that. 
And I think that, you know, down the road, you know, Vince McMahon is, is he's not afraid of anything. Bullets, knives, the coronavirus, nothing. That man has no fear. And he is the first one that will shake your hand and respect you when you show him that he he missed the boat on you. So it's going to be great to see him become a success and then pass the cross again and to be able to shake his hand and say, hey, man, congratulations with what you did. That's what he I know it for a fact. Mark, let me ask you something, and I'm not asking you to name names, but I'm interested to, to, to hear this from you, especially based off of what you just said. Were there times in the WWE that you saw somebody that was, as you just said, a good hand, but saw more potential than just that, where you were like, man, if this guy was to move on and bet on himself, he would do so much better. But that person was just comfortable in their position to make that type of a move. Yes, there were people like that. But, but you know, sometimes, Dave, you can't want more for people than they want for themselves. Mm. And there's also people that they had everything going for them. But they, 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 they couldn't stay out of trouble. They, they couldn't, they could not be a company guy. I, well, you know what? When I leave, when I leave my house, I think about how I represent my family. When I leave the arena, I think about how I represent the company that I work for. There are some guys that leave the arena and they can give a shit. They, they want it. They do them. If they get in trouble and embarrass themselves, embarrass their family, embarrass their company, fine. So be it. That's why you have the dark side of the ring. There have been those guys. It is important to embody being a professional and to represent the company that you work for in a way that when people say, hey, man, that dude's something else. Like, oh, yeah, he works for SiriusXM. Like, you're giving them a reason to say, wow, I'm glad we have him on our roster. And I think Brody Lee was one of those guys. He just didn't get the shake that he needed. It's just, it's, it's just miss opportunity. I mean, and that, and that happens and that happens, you know, Mark, you see that in sports all the time, you know, you don't get the ball quarterback. How many times we've seen backup quarterbacks, but go on to be starters on other teams. Like yeah. that's going to happen. It's going to happen. A, there's only so much space. Like you look at the WWE there, they have such a huge roster. There's only so many champions. There's only so many places for main events. The biggest example, and we bring it up all the time, is Cody Rhodes. You know, Cody Rhodes wasn't satisfied being in the mid-card in the WWE. So he bet on himself and he moved on. We, If Cody never made that decision, we would not have AEW. Think about that. Or there Brody would be Lee. no... T- yeah. We wouldn't have a Brody Lee. That's right. We and, wouldn't have John Moxley. Listen, man. Um, there is nothing wrong with betting on yourself. I bet on myself. I, I, there's, I guarantee you, there's nobody you know that loves football more than me. And I had to quit. 
because I was the best at something already. And I owed it to what I was the best at to continue to do that, to create an identity for myself. Brody has Brody found what he was great at. And then he got moved up to be a good hand. And now he's rediscovered that, you know what? I'm a bet on myself. I'm bigger than the spot that I'm in. And he has been successful. And I don't see anytime soon that ball stopping rolling. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.